Praise God. I know that's right. No matter how hard it gets. Thanks for calling home for me. We haven't finished yet. There's so much of life ahead. I don't know if I'm interested in going to Colorado. Me personally. Uh, me personally? Okay. What I know it's beautiful. I really, unfortunately, just have so much unfounded fear. Oh. Mm. Just being in the woods alone. Okay. Being in cabins and things and being alone. Like, I, I would love to do alone time things. Like, I've been talking to uh, a lot of people about Camp Dunya here in Georgia. Okay. It is beautiful. Camp Dunya has these, they call them tree houses, I think. No, they're tents, but they're like cabins with maybe tent material on the sides. Okay. So you could have a hot tub in one of them. There's a huge like porch, but instead of doors, you have these like films, curtains that come down around your tent. It is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just have concerns about being out there by myself and either being taken or murdered or mauled by a bear. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, there was a bear-proof trash can in my. There's a bear-proof trash can. I guess they go in the trash can. See if yeah. there's like a latch underneath it to get it to open. And I was like, huh, bear-proof. It means there's bears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Praise God. I just found out a fun fact today about bears that they will skin you alive, whereas most animals. Thanks for sharing. Will <laughs> kill you first. <laughs> bears don't really have a preference. Okay. So for anyone. <laughs> Anybody wants to go, go now. You know what other animal I heard was very dangerous and brutal? Mm. Mooses. What? Really random fact. <laughs> and this is so, I'm so, I don't know why, I, I thought I would never be able to share this, but this makes sense. Okay. <laughs> when I was in the fifth grade, I went to Alaska. Mm -hmm. I went to Anchorage, Alaska, and I walked underneath a moose. Oh. Random fact. Mooses are, moose, mooses, moose. I want to Got say mice, but that's not it. <laughs> mm -hmm. They are extremely tall. Like, mm -hmm. they're extremely wow. tall. And I was in fifth grade, so I probably was like five, seven maybe. But I was I walked right underneath that's it. That's my height right now. I, I have never made grade. it to that what? height in I was my like 6'2 in the seventh grade. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Crazy enough, I know. But yeah, fun fact, I walked underneath a moose. Yeah. Yeah, the people that's say really that cool. mooses are nothing to play with. They were playing with me. Mm. Maybe I was just young and dumb, so I was like, let's walk under a moose. Right, but yeah. Oh, cool. okay. Good hmm. vibes. I'd be terrified. Hmm. I'd be terrified now. Because sure. mooses run faster than cars. They're real and they're aggressive. So I'm really surprised you're able to walk underneath said moose and be that close to it. But maybe it has to do with climate change and being mad at people. But the research that I've seen and heard, don't ask me why I've researched mooses. <laughs> I would like for us to not say mooses. No. I want to know what it is. I know it's not mooses. Yeah, mooses does sound wrong. But it I, does, I, I, but so nothing please. else sounds right. Right. My that is the name right. of the episode. Mooses. Mooses sounds wrong. Moose plural. It makes us moose. Mm. <laughs> what happened? I don't even know what happened. I'm just supposed to, mm. The only correct plural of moose is moose. Moose. Okay. Praise God. Come on, guys. That guess. sounds about right. He's a, he's a good guy. But yeah, they be... What's provoking and antagonizing people and fighting and stuff. So no mooses. And and that's just the thing. No, I'm not going to be able to join a lot of things. Because unless I got like security detail at the cabin next to me to or something. To save you from moose and bears? Yeah. Somebody. Okay. Not me by myself. But it's so beautiful though. Mm -hmm. oh, it's mm -hmm. so beautiful. It looked it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. water, the sound of the water, um, mm. the actual <clears throat> place is really beautiful. So yeah.
That's great. So let's start a maintenance check with you. Maintenance Mr. check. Mr. Refreshed. Mr. Ref I am refreshed. And reverb. Oh uh, yeah, I'm blown because today I had a little a little hour or two tift of frustration. But outside of that, I feel amazing. I had a really, 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 really good reset. Um I went to Bermuda for four days. Then went to Colorado for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote I wrote a song uh, about two months ago and I recorded it and I was in Colorado, which is extremely cool. Um, uh, I hiked the top of Chief Mountain and when we got up there, me and my friend went and when I got up there, I just was like overwhelmed with emotion for some reason mm-hmm. and I just was like talking to God like mm-hmm. and I kind of get it now the whole like hiking closer to God vibe and when I was up there, I was just like, God, thank you. Hmm. Like extremely, like I think I'm, like for the not first time, but like for one of those other like really rare times, I'm like acknowledging that there's some things that I wanted to be true in my spirit. Forget the financials, forget like the life changing things, right? Like physically, hmm. there was things I wanted to be true in my spirit hmm. that are true in my spirit, and I think like that was like a physical manifestation of just like walking up a space and like reaching something and like I felt like I had reached something in my body in that way mm. you know because again like you know we've kind of navigated some waters that are private I won't share on this space but like, you, you guys understand some of the things that I've kind of like was once hooked up on and once was consuming me mm-hmm. and doesn't anymore mm. and like me giving that credit um, so yeah I uh, felt really good um, I feel really good and yeah that's my maintenance day oh, I love mm. that Praise God. congratulations <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. For you. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Oh, it's on me. <laughs> uh, maintenance check. Um, this has been a really interesting week, y'all. Um, I'm trying to think of what I want to <laughs> say about it. Mm-hmm. What I want to say about it. Uh-huh. But I will say that I have released myself mm. um, from a lot of things that were holding me back from what I want to do and where I want to be. Um, and I've just moved forward to be more excited about my things and continuing the theme of making me the main character of my life. Mm. So, um, it's been a really fun and exciting week. Um, I just, I feel like I just came back from somewhere. Oh yeah. We went on a road trip to Cincinnati for, Mm. um, how far is that? It's about six hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did not drive a minute of it. So mm. that's always Come nice. Come on, passenger princess. Amen. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I was. Man, did you make me do shit? I did occasionally give the, babe, did you want me to take over? <laughs> or, or, um, and it was like, no, you got you got things to do. And I was like, I oh. Um, <laughs> because he knows I was not going to do any of that. Okay. And if he had made me, we would have argued about it while I drove. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. After it was, you offered? Correct. Because he should know me by now, <laughs> which he does. So, amen. Um, but it was a really nice little weekend. Uh, my little mama turned one. Toddler life is insane. Please keep me in your prayers. It went from having the sweetest little angel that took naps to having a person who eats all my food and screams at me and throws things places and Mm. leaves crumbs everywhere is always with a full diaper Mm. literally no matter how many times Mm. i change her so potty training is about to start Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. um it's wild i'm living a wild life right now guys (laughs) and i'm really scared for my mental health Mm -hmm. but um her daddy is taking her for a week to mm. Florida. Okay. So, amen okay. to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Not that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I have to survive mentally. Mm-hmm. But how are you, friend? 
I'm blessed. People Amen. keep saying this word to me. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And I don't know. <laughs> so if you do not know this, which you probably don't, because I haven't spoken about it publicly. Should I announce? Should I say the thing? It's given just because, friends. I know you lying, so let me stop you right there. Because I don't even know what this is let about. Let me stop you right there. I don't know what there. this Mr. This is new to my ears too, guys. We had guys, to so find out ahead. from the streets. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. We had to find out from the streets. Like, like, like I'm about to find out from the streets? Go ahead, sis. Congrats, boo. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm crying. What's it? Congrats. I'm, uh, congrats. What's happening? What's going on? Share. Please. It's the Aquarian in you that always, held that moment in your heart and I, waited for the right I just time. I, I always wonder what I would do when I saw you. If I would cuss you out or <laughs> stomp you in the street, whoop that ass. Nope. You don't know that? I get married? Okay, cool. Uh, when Jill's oh, died. Oh, I do uh-huh. remember. Praise God. Okay. <laughs> she took it personally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're listening. Go ahead, friend. Yeah, absolutely. Don't let him take it. I just want to say... What did you say, Sam? I want to say Somebody could have walked up to us in the street and said, you know, I really love that OBO's doing this music thing. Oh, yes. And we would have been, been looking stupid. <laughs> this is not about me right now. Go back to your congratulations. You made it. I did. About you. No, real talk. I did. That was me. Okay. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in the production phase of a self-care brand that I will be launching at the end of the year. I feel like you did know you that. You did, did know, know that. that. Oh, okay. Oh, and it's unfortunate right. <laughs> that you made that, that about you. That you have made. Yeah. Now you don't get a box. Now no PR box for you. <laughs> Not the collection that you literally gave your opinion and feedback. <clears throat> All right, guys. Hmm. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> and it is hard. Oh. It is tough. It is exciting. It is challenging. It is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm at a moment where people are saying congratulations to me, and I'm literally like, what? It's still a shit show. I'm still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And I guess that represents me being at a little bit of a crossroads because I am getting the fulfillment from creating something that's important to me and also being stretched and having faith that it's going to work out. You know, uh, we have plans to I really didn't even plan to share this with anybody until we started our rollout and things on socials and Instagram and things like that. But it's been a really big player in this game that I'm playing with my finances. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. going into this to have something that's for me, that is managed by me, that I have control over. Mm. And we've talked on this podcast multiple times about being at the mercy of other people. I just got a check in the mail today, but that check that I got in the mail today was also sort of a, I wouldn't even say it was a (laughs) breath because that check went directly to other things. But I got a check in the mail today that was maybe $100 more or less than what my salary was when I started teaching. Mm -hmm. A salary that wouldn't allow me to leave my parents home. Um, because it was, it was very low for somebody with a master's degree. I'll say that, but it was just tough. And like getting that check today and it was supposed to be a certain amount of money, but the way this person chose to pay me, they took my taxes out of it. So it was this really like uneven number and it happened to be exactly what my first salary was. And so I felt like it was one of those moments where God was winking at me because he didn't, I wasn't ready to be caught at that moment, but just reminded that he's looking out. So 
yeah, I'm really excited about it. I know a way is going to be made for it to all come to fruition the way that I, not even the way that I want it to, because the Lord laughs at our plans. Mm. Um, and so does the universe, apparently. Everybody's having a good kiki and a cackle about what's going on on this round ball of gas, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah, so I'm I'm dealing with being stretched. I love that in so many ways. I love the wink mm-hmm. analogy or phrase because I, I, I can feel that. Like, mm-hmm. when God's giving you those little, like, you you good. Mm-hmm. I got you. It's okay. Yeah. And congrats, for real. I think. Thank you. I think it's big for you, especially because like you're taking time to care for your product. I mean, it's a self care mm-hmm. brand, mm-hmm. no pun intended, right? But like, it's so easy now, especially when you have a following. I think it's so easy to just put some stuff together and throw it out there. It's mm-hmm. so simple, right? Like, eh, like I'm saying, here's some stuff, mer- merchandise it, and let's call it a day. But we watched you like, hey, you like how this smells? You like how this looks? Does this look good? This is not right. This needs to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, ask questions. Poll your audience. Like, actually give care to the self-care of it all. Mm. And that's big. That's, that's, that's big, for real. So, Thanks. yeah. Dope. Congrats mm. to you. Thanks. Well, that's it. That's all I have to share about that. What else is going down? Well, Out you of know. Town, Speaking of girls breaking the internet. Would you like to get us into niggas online yeah happy what i didn't like is that you sped up to the yeah instead of I giving us i feel a like chance. that was on beat it was yeah it was giving niggas online yeah mm. that's all absolutely it was a little not. quick oh okay it was a little quick you didn't You're do it at a all sweet friend so <laughs> a little quick it was a little quick niggas online. Yeah. <laughs> that's not like what you trying to catch the, yeah that's not what happened okay thanks everybody <laughs> Moving along. It's beef in the room today. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of beef in <laughs> Somebody here. brought the beef by just dropping a post to the streets. All you know I did was sing a little tune. For, for, for people of God, I just... Well, speaking about the streets, Kiki is not in them. <laughs> so... <laughs> that was good. That was so very good. That, ate a little, yeah. that was, that was so very good. good. Okay. okay. So Kiki and Darius are back together, but we really can't say back together because it looked like they've been back. They, it looked like they never left. It looked like they had that argument that one time. Like, why would you write that? Man, it was the outfit. And then they moved on. And that was it. We, the girls, I can't speak for anyone else, but the girls, we have been bamboozled. <laughs> we, people have left their man. People have <laughs> been posting crazy, talking crazy, have been given the courage to really live our best hot girl life. And the truth is... Um, Kiki is a wife and has been a wife. So I'm going to read some of these comments and then I'm going to ask you guys for your feedback on um, staying in our own business. So somebody said, Def a publicity stunt. Kiki Stacy says, Def a publicity stunt. But the only thing that sucks about this is her younger fans who look up to her are going to think treating a man that way is okay. Treating a man that way is okay? I don't understand. Insane. Treating a man that way? How, how that's what she got out of it is interesting, but I think allowing him to be, I don't know, bullied on the internet and oh, like okay. played around with his feelings. That's what I'm getting out of this. Oh, okay. okay. I think that the reason that this was insane to me is we're completely forgetting that she did nothing to this man. Nothing. How her fans and how anyone reacted to the content was our choice. All she did was put up some beautiful pictures. And our responses were, girl, you eating him up. This must be to show him that whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, 
we made those connections. Kiki said nothing about how she felt about Darius, what Darius said, wasn't no. The most that I think she did was when she did the song with Usher. And of course, we know the situation that happened. So it was a little shady. How it go? Somebody said that your boyfriend's looking for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, the most she did is a little petty song. Yeah. Um, but she did not attack this man. She did not disrespect this man. We also don't know what conversation she had at home with this man. So um, it's just crazy to me that somebody would say something like this is the way to treat a man when it's all the girl did was love herself and turn up i also feel like when things are public it really changes the scope of things in a way that i don't necessarily always agree with mm-hmm. you know how people say like you did that you did this in front of a company you can't disrespect me in private you can never disrespect me Correct. like you know so Correct. i think for me it's like if she would have i think most of us can identify with having a tiff having a problem, having something that's uncomfortable within your relationship and navigating through it. Mm-hmm. I think this feels a little bit different because it was public, but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has had a boyfriend who hasn't said something that was out the way or has policed them in a way that was uncomfortable and they have to have a long conversation about it and they didn't leave. Like, she's not crazy for that. I yeah. just think because it was in the public eye and we were just rooting for a, a manifestation or a representation, rather, of someone who didn't take what I took or <laughs> she did. You know, yes, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't think that this sounds really all that off in my opinion and I think treating him is insane I thought she was going to say treating her but treating him sounds Mm. crazy to me and to your point we did all the talking we did all the egging it on we did all the instigating (laughs) and so the only other thing that I think this person could even be hinting at is Kiki not speaking up in defense of him or not Mm. saying anything like oh I'm gonna stick beside him but why she didn't have to it's not her job to clean up his mess Mm -hmm. so I don't get it. I think people forget, though. I think people honestly, you know, not being funny, they forget that people who are public have private lives. Yeah. Like they have lives that they're not curating for public consumption. I think people forget that as a fact. There are people mm-hmm. who, like Kiki and her man, probably were gagging and laughing together without coming up. Like, mind you, she said publicity stunt. Maybe it wasn't even a publicity stunt. Maybe it was a real thing that happened that she got over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it wasn't even this whole, like, concocted thing. Like, hey tweet this and we're gonna we gonna we, we gonna we gonna spin it like maybe it was just legit him and his villain i don't know if they was cackling together because what we found out about darius during the time is that he don't like women just certain tweets that he was liking during this <laughs> what we found out about darius was that <laughs> he don't really like women mm-hmm. or aligned with opinions that can be violent to a culture that doesn't like women does that make sense? Or it'd be additive to a violent culture towards women. Um, he was just liking tweets and liking tweets about Kiki that were calling her out of her name and were like backing him up and what he was saying and were just kind of talking about her in this crazy light. So and then other things like he's like homophobic tweets and things like that. And tweets and liking can seem infinitesimal, but they can also They can seem dis- what? Okay. That's a big What can they say? <laughs> What can they say? And, but I honestly, <laughs> work. really, no, don't work. I think I used the wrong word. I think I used the wrong word. 
I can see infant. Oh, yeah. The way she ate that up. Oh, wait, no, no, I think it oh. was the wrong word, oh. everybody. <laughs> it's the way that you've been doing this Because that was so good. That so word long. was good. I thought so too. Right. I, I didn't even heard of that one. Oh, no. I said it right. Oh, uh-huh. Infinitesimal means extremely small. Word. But I, I had to catch myself because infinite is the first part. And that means. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, that's a little bit weird the way they made that word mm-hmm. but i was incorrect so it can seem infinitesimal it could seem without significance and or consequence um but it can also be indicative of attitudes behaviors and beliefs so yeah. it gave that initial back and forth gave oh no there's a problem mm-hmm. um but there's still a layer of this wasn't he did it for the public how Kiki handled it, handled it, and I will commend her on that. I know you have other comments to read, and I want to get to them because this next one is a little bit spicy. But I'm on the fence about it. I'll say that, and I'll let you read the next one. Okay. I did want to say this, though, too, in response to what you said about him liking those tweets. As a person dating a man and as a person that has other friends who date men, um, these people have thoughts that are embarrassing. Okay. These people have thoughts that do not leave our home. They know that we are working on them. And does it make them bad people? No. But they are the people we've chosen. And so I think the other part when you said, OBO, that we forget that people in the public have private lives is, yes, we can be having an ongoing argument. We can be having a deep difference of opinion, and I can still love you. Mm-hmm. And I can still say that... I could work with you. We can work on this. And there's also a difference between people who choose long-term relationships. There's just a difference in how you navigate to people who are not interested in long-term relationships. There are things that you may put up with that somebody who's just like, that's not what it is for me right now could be like, girl, I would never this, blah, blah, blah. And to each is his own, literally. So next comment, Vitamin Didi says... (laughs) I called this from the beginning. She capitalized on the public's emotional projections, got the bag, and they probably never stopped rocking with each other. A lesson to stay out of grown folks' business. I'm confused. Not confused, but confused. Because I think claiming it as, I guess to me she sounds very declarative. It sounds like you're saying she capitalized on people's um, emotional projections. And then to wrap it by saying stay out of her business, it feels like oxymoronic in my opinion. Like, cause like, you know, but I think, I think it's, I don't know. I think staying out of people's business or in the public eye, it feels like a bit of a stretch, unrealistic Correct. stretch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're kind of giving me your business to get into, but I do feel like there has to be some sort of like line that we choose to not cross. Or honestly, I treat celebrities business like a movie, to be honest. <laughs> and I'm, I allow you to take me wherever we go. Like whatever. <laughs> I do like I'm with you. I'm with you the whole way through, girl. Like we hate them this week. We like them the next. Fine, let's just go for it, girl. Whatever you went to, I'm into because I don't know the even my friends. I'm not gonna say like personal stories, but like my friends who deal with things in their relationship, I always preface the advice I even try to offer by saying I know that I'm not in it with you mm. because there's, there's always an emotional something to me that supersedes my my rationale with your relationship because I don't have that emotional tie to this person. So for me, I have literally facts. Mm-hmm. This man embarrassed you. Period. That's all I got. got I don't it. have the way he looks at you in your eyes. I don't have the way he holds you at night. I don't have the way he does for your mama. I don't have I don't have none of those things. And so for me, it's always like, I can only give it so invested, girl. Again, I got the facts. And I'm going to run with you when you up. 
down and around. Let's just go. Correct. Happy birthday, sis. <laughs> but I also want to add another <laughs> point to this that Lene let me know in my spirit while she was speaking. We did this to ourselves. We literally bamboozled ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh. She did not <laughs> lead us anywhere. And she did not capitalize off of our emotions. I won't say that. I won't. The reason why I'm saying that she didn't capitalize off of our emotions is because, and I don't know if that's the right way to word it, she didn't do anything that the rest of us don't do. That's how we market. We market off of people's emotions, especially when we we have um, brands where you're here because of who I am. So Mm. just because you don't like the emotion that she capitalized off of doesn't mean that she did anything wrong or anything that any other influencer, content creator, actor, singer, or talent doesn't do. When did she capitalize when she did the Usher song? When she did the Usher song. That was a capitalizing? Yeah. And it's not the first time she did it either. I remember one time there was something else in the media. I don't know if it was about... I think it's when she named her baby and people didn't like it. She put shirts out, you know, that had to do with either his name or something of the sort. Like, this is not a new thing. So what we're not about to do is make her a villain because she's... Yeah, I'm not saying she should be a villain. I think realistically, though, we're in a moment where a lot of women are trying to take their power back. And there are a lot of women in the media who are encouraging women to take their power back. And we did it to ourselves by latching on to this moment. And Kiki just being Kiki, I think made for the perfect storm of this because she responded to this how she would have responded anyway. And it was something that we could get behind in this name of making niggas suffer the consequences of their actions. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us just thought that this was going to be an opportunity to show that you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks are disappointed to see her back with him because we don't feel like she won. When to both of you guys' points, we don't know what their life like is like at home. And she got a baby with that man. So it is what it is. That's it and that's all. Same. Oh, well, I wish Kiki the best. Um, You look good too, sis. Who, Kiki? Mm-hmm. She looking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, the birthday pictures. Eight. Goodness gracious. Yeah, four plus four. The birthday pictures have been everything. Her content has been everything. Her podcast has been everything. Her This is her year. And um, I think that it's a beautiful thing for her to, you know, she's a new mom. She's been in thing after thing after thing. For her to have a human moment where she didn't allow that to be what we focused on. Mm-hmm. It's just new mm-hmm. project, on to the next, moving on. Like, we don't see that a lot. A lot of times we see celebrities um, get that side of I'm human and people use that to tear them down and then we don't hear from them for a while. So more yeah. power to her and good yeah. for her, Rosarius. Go ahead and be with your man. Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on and not so happy news. Um, and there's not a lot of coverage about it yet. So I'm going to ask you guys if you heard about the black man who was killed in Noonan County. Um, his name is Coweta County, Noonan, Georgia. Okay. That's okay. Thank you, friend, mm-hmm. for being strong where I was weak because I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to pronounce that. It's okay. Again. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yes. Yeah, so his name was Anthony Richard Fields the second. Um, he was pulled over for a window tent violation, mm-hmm. and um, he sped off. He sped off, 
in the middle of being apprehended. And so it started a high-speed chase, which ended in the authorities sicking their canine dog after him. It was recorded. And as the dog was on him and he tried to get the dog off of him, they began to shoot him and the dog. Now, the dog is going to make a recovery. Anthony is not. So I'm not seeing too much on the internet discussing with people having things to say. Um, But I did want to talk to you guys about that because there was a brief discussion about people saying, you know, it's not race related. He should have never gotten out of the view. He should have never like left. um, He should have never left the scene. And that's why it escalated. And me and O spoke about it this morning, and that's how I learned about it. But the first thing that I thought about was a man in Buffalo shot up people, had a a whole rifle in his hand, and he left that supermarket alive. Mm -hmm. Then Ruth got Burger King. Correct. There's ways that we can go about this. And the fact that we are in 2023, we have had so many protests, so many conversations. We've been doing, they've been saying that they're doing things. Um, in our police departments to make sure that people are being more human to the people that they're supposed to be protecting, and we are still dealing with things like this. When you look at the video, this man was not did not have a gun in his hand. His hands were up, and he was shot. I think this whole thing is insensitive from what I see in this article because it says um, K-9 Kilo recovering after being shot in the line of duty. Correct. That's the headline? That's one of them. Yeah, the I dog? saw that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, That's guys. That's insane. Um, and the it says here the guy was 27 years old. Mm-hmm. That's us. Which is also insane. Um, I think I, I, I think it's just hard not to be numb, though. I think just because this is not a surprise, none of these things come as a surprise. I think, honestly, I'm surprised when people make out of these scenarios alive. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, count your blessings because I'm just so used to the fear mongering, I guess. Like, the, I don't know, it just seems like police in general, or, or maybe just white people in general, I'm not sure, but have this sense of like fear of, I was going to say non white people, but black people, because to your point, he cannot resist, but there's this anticipation, I think, of whatever. And it just continues to result in the loss of life. I, too, am numb. I have a lack of an emotional response to this. That's a lie. My my emotional response is despondency. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that came to my mind is the clear valuation of black Americans based on very little. But OJ was able to take some police up whatever highway that was for how long? Were they chasing a white Bronco? For hours, I believe. He made it out the car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. This is, I was quiet because I was looking up more information. I saw like they're doing crowdfunding for the dog. Like this is like. Missing with the dog. Yeah. It was 90 minutes. OJ Simpson was 90 minutes. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's not even something, it took me forever when I was looking it up to even find his name. Hmm. Um, there's not a lot of information about what's happened and it's almost like we're all desensitized. 
it's a it's another black man at a traffic stop that was killed and it gives so what you know and it's unfortunate because like you said just now that's us mm-hmm. that's somebody that we hang out with that's does it give so what or does it give what's new what she it said gives it both. gives it gives so what for another black man to be killed at a stop i feel like mm. the the response is both from it's, who's from which side from people who are not us oh got it got it got it got it from people who are like you know what i'm saying like who are not able to identify with this could have been my brother this could have i know a 27 year old man named anthony you know um it it very much gives so what and what's new that's what they do they don't listen at traffic stops and they get killed that's their fault moving on and as much as we ask for reform you know we've asked we are now asking for abolition because we ask for defunding we asked for defunding because we had asked for reform. And none of those things have happened. To this day, Atlanta police chiefs had to apologize for literally putting a black man's picture on a target. For what? Right. I just saw a video where this white police officer was explaining something. I don't know if he was showing um, how their police dog would respond to something, but he was explaining something to a group of kids. And so he says, if a black man, if a bad man to this group of kids, like y'all, like it's in your systems. Mm-hmm. So to your point about anticipating that something's going to happen. <sighs> I think it is in them, though, mm-hmm. like real talk. And yeah. I don't even know what that sounds like to get it up out of them. I used to live with a, um, oh, I shouldn't have started it that way. But I, I knew a couple, white couple, good couple. Um, but... He was telling me a story about how someone stole his bike off of his doorstep when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And he told his dad, he said, a black guy stole my bike off the doorstep. And his dad was like, did you see him? He's like, no. And his dad was like, well, how did you know a black guy stole your bike off your doorstep? But in, 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 in that moment, he realized, like, I just assume if someone's going to steal something off of my doorstep, it's going to be one of the black kids in the neighborhood. And I think, again, like, you're like a teenager with this ideology, right? And so when you kind of like have this idea that that's just kind of what you're capable of, right? You then have this like disposition that says when you run wrong move and I, I think you're capable of X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? But even for us in, in the reverse, and not to defend, but in the reverse, us growing up, I think there was some PR that placated even the, the black community's mind for us, right? We see mm-hmm. a group of, let's say five black guys walking together and I'm walking by myself. I'm gonna get braced, real, real talk. When I was a young kid, I'm like, let me kind of, let me just kind of get myself together. I see four white guys walking by. I'm not really that nervous for real, for real. Like, mm. I, like on some like, and that's so interesting. And maybe in today's society, maybe when when guns is a thing, but like when I was younger, like on some like we when we threw hands, like no one was really afraid of getting beat up by the white boys in my space. Maybe because mm-hmm. I wasn't in like a white dominated area. But I think as we again grow up now, we're seeing you go to great lengths to quote unquote protect yourself from things that aren't even really happening. You know what I mean? Because even in this case, we're seeing black people who are not resisting, who hands are in the in the sky. And I'm not making a home alive. Who are just mm-hmm. inside of gas stations or on college campuses. But. But here we are. And again, I think we all have separate experiences that kind of m- not mirror, but are very like separate but similar. And they're all kind of like doing, oh, you guys can't see me, but they're doing this really weird thing. And I, and I guess I'm just wondering like, what is the, not even a solution per se, but like, what is the like next step in terms of like mitigating the view of black people mm-hmm. from people who are not black? But I want to say. Without. Oh, go ahead. Without being PC. Good. I want to say in response to that, though, it's it's moments like what you just said, which is why it's disheartening that slavery is not being taught in the schools. Because, for example, mm-hmm. that question of why is it that 
I be afraid when I see a group of black people right. or why are other people afraid when they see a group of black people? Because in slavery during that time, we were not allowed to be in groups. Why? Because if we talk to each other too much, something would be amiss. That is dangerous. We were constantly being disencouraged mm. from fraternizing unless we were at church where there was an overseer and they knew what we were speaking about. You know what I'm saying? But because we don't talk about things like that, we think that these moments are random and they're not. There's so many effects of what happened in slavery that are still plaguing how we interact with each other today. For sure. But we keep ignoring it and pretending that it's this random thing. And it's not to go on a tangent about this, but to me, there's a reason why you have officers in a situation where, okay, you're apprehending somebody for a window tent and it ends in death and we're not all blown away. That's crazy. That is insanity. That is insanity. This was not a person that, you know, was posing a threat. They searched this man's vehicle. There wasn't any drugs, any guns, anything like that. But you said in the article, they say there was a threat to the officer's lives and the community's lives. I get it. It was a high speed chase. Mm. But once you are able to stop that individual, you are telling me that as he is being attacked by a dog, the only thing that you could think to do was to shoot him several times, several officers. Wasn't just one. Everybody pulled out their piece and started shooting. Because black lives don't matter. Like, that's literally what it is. Police officers would put themselves in harm's way as they're supposed to do, as is what's expected by someone in the line of duty to protect communities is to put yourself in harm's way. They will go out of their way to apprehend white people, mm. violent white people. They will go out of their way to take somebody in. They will kill black people on the spot. Black people are a get, get out of jail free card. They are a pass for you to commit wanton violence on because nobody cares about that black body. That black body is actually also playing right into the tropes that you created for it so you have a pass to take that life. And to piggyback off what you were saying, it's never, it's as much as people want to make us think it is, it is never too far of a reach. It is never an aside to bring slavery into the conversation, not here in America. It just is what it is. Because beyond not wanting black people to congregate because something might be amiss, we're disrupting these groups of people because if they get wise, if they get in cahoots, mm. then our establishments may crumble. Our establishments, our laws and regulations and the way that we keep this societal structure moving may be in danger. When slavery is over, we are continuing to do that type of surveillance. <laughs> we're doing that type of surveillance, knowing what we're doing, but teaching our children that these people in groups is just bad. Mm -hmm. These people in groups are just criminals, but we're also attacking groups of black people being together to push fear into their hearts, into their minds, into their communities to keep them at bay. And all of it, all the criminalization has been in service to keeping the structures in place while creating situational crises for some of these characteristics to come true and just to create story and archetypes for black people to make everything they've created make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's assimilation where black people <laughs> are dying. But literally. Which it makes it very hard for us to look at groups of black people holding Trump signs talking about blacks for Trump. Welcome to the big kahuna of the week. Mm. 
So if you have not been on the rock, if you've been on the TikToks, the Twitters, the I'm sorry, the X's, the Washington Posts, whatever, you know that Trump made history last week as the first president sitting or former to face criminal charges and to have his mugshot taken. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis accused him of running a criminal enterprise that tried to over, overturn the election that Fulton County in Georgia. The state charges that they are what? State charges that are out of reach of any potential self-pardon he could try to issue if he were elected president again. And I just need y'all to know it's nuts and crazy that someone can be charged for a RICO and still be able to run for president again because that was not in the rules because nobody ever thought somebody who went to jail would run for president or be able to even get on the ticket. And here we are, y'all's dumbass. What do they call them? The opposite of ancestors? Y'all's dumbass lineage? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they are, predecessors, Mm-mm. no. Because I thought that too and that's before. Well, one of y'all we'll find a word, out. tell me, whatever they are. Um, and although this is his fourth indictment, he's always managed to avoid mugshots until now. He faces 13 counts, including a, the RICO charge for alleged efforts to subvert Georgia's 2020 election results. Successors. 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 Yes. Oh, succession. Or descendants. Descendants. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I had infantismal today, but didn't have descendants. Lord, help us all. Mm-hmm. Along with Trump, his whole crew got arrested. 18 other people were arrested behind him, including Rudy G. Gilly. I never know how to pronounce his name when it's in front of me. Giuliani? Yes. His former attorney, Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, and notably for this episode, Harrison Floyd, who is the director of Black Voices for Trump. So these Black for Trump stood outside the jail, demonstrating and showing support for Trump, and the AP News reported that some of them were hurling racial slurs at the Black sheriff's deputies that were there. How does that work? Wait, what? So. The blacks for Trump were hurling. Racial slurs. Got it. Okay. And I think it's assumed that they were saying nigga. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting. Let's talk about the N word for a second. We don't have to get too deep into it Mm -hmm. because I I don't even have the, all the, the lineage of the word and all the things in my back pocket to just spit out freely. But let's talk about how these people. Blacks for Trump mm-hmm. are utilizing what is supposed to be a safe exchange between black people and turning it into something derogatory. Like, what is it? I'm confused. <laughs> Did they feed y'all something? Did y'all drink something? Are this you brainwashed? Is... I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. Ah. I'm not. I get it. You get it? Mm. Yeah, Explain. I get, I get these black for Trump people. I get it. It makes sense to me. Mm. Explain. Because I... I think I think it goes back to the proximity to whiteness. You think mm-hmm. that you're going to be safe, and mm-hmm. I think the but the gotcha gotcha is no. As a matter of fact, you think you're going to be safe, and yes. I and I think it's funny because even in that space, you alienate yourself from the black community and think you can come like you can kind of like assimilate or just be in these white spaces, right? And be this, you know, what do they call it? The black the black and white the, the token. You can be this token mm-hmm. boy in this in these white spaces. And even if you're not fully accepted there, in your mind, it's better than being fully accepted within the black spaces mm. that you are choosing to judge. Mm. And so in your mind, I'd rather be the one black person on a yacht or in an Ivy League school or in these white spaces, you know what I'm saying, in these spaces, then have to be what you are com- compartmentalizing as black spaces and not being good enough in the things, right? And so I think for you, for them, it's like, I'm not one of those. And we've seen this time and time again with black people who feel upper echelon, who feel more intelligent, who feel they come from great homes, but X, Y, Z. I'm not one of those. So I can use the N-word not as a space of 
Endearment, uh, endearment or, or joy mm-hmm. or love, I can use it in the same way in which white people use it because I'm closer to them than you are. You know, a wise man once said, <laughs> some people don't think he's wise no more. Oh, God. Um, a wise man once said, even if you want a Benz, you still a nigga in a coop. Mm. And we had a, um, that was Kanye, by the way. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> We had a um, fun time that we did where OBO spoke about having a moment where, you know, I I remember when I was in that space where I thought, like, yeah. the things that I saw online, um, the things that I saw in the news could not happen to me. And he was just being very transparent about a space that many of us have been in before where you think you're a good black. You think, well, I went to school or I look this way. Maybe I'm light skinned. Whatever it is, I classify as someone that you know, they see me and they don't see what they see when they see a bad black. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spoke about the wake, the wake up call that you had when you got pulled over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are in that comment section, like, oh, this is what you think. This, you know, um, not realizing that this is a transparency that all of us need to have. We've all had that moment where we thought we got to a place that helped us to escape blackness. We cannot escape our blackness. It mm-hmm. is what it is. I don't care how many blacks for Trump sign you put up or how far you get into politics. If you try to run for president, you will be a black president. If you try to run for whatever, you will be, you will a, be a black that. You will never just be a, unfortunately, I don't make the rules, but it is what it is. They will never see you as you got here on your merit. You are this. You are. You're black. White people have been been <laughs> have been strangely bamboozled into believing that black people don't have merit. Oh yeah. Period. They don't have it. Which is confusing how they got there. I don't know. How Thank you. There. It doesn't make sense. Because with the the amount of odds against to not have merit would seem insane. Mm-hmm. Like how'd you I get don't here know. or not? I don't know. Oh, of course, because of affirmative action and because somebody felt sorry for you along the way or because you probably robbed someone to get to where you are. And I've been asking myself this question because somebody posted on the Internet. It's like black people are being punished for being here. Are y'all mad that we survived? Yeah. Are you you have you have anger that we and that's strange to me because you would think that you would need someone to be here and be on the bottom. So -hmm. you're not on the bottom. But I got to keep you on the bottom. Y'all keep trying to escape the bottom. (laughs) Hello? Like, imagine what you just said to me. It's like, imagine I have put a very small bowl over a very large frog. And this motherfucker just keeps trying to get out this bowl. I'm trying to keep you in the bowl. Stay in the bowl. And I'm kind of scared of what will happen if you get out the bowl. Because I don't really want to touch you. But I need Mm. you to stay in this bowl. You keep trying to get out. Imagine the frustration and fear going on the person holding that bowl Mm -hmm. if they're afraid of frogs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Just imagine. like It's starting to make a little bit of sense to me. I'm starting to get it. But it's wild. Then the the bar is kind of in hell, right? Because I think for people who are not black, I think giving people baseline levels of like humanity makes other races, I think, feel so grand. And so which is why I think it even pushes the needle a little bit, doesn't push the needle as further as far as it can be because of that fact, right? I think I think people feel like kind of, kind of the conversation we always have about allyship, right? Like mm-hmm. being a good person doesn't make you an ally. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people kind of feel like, I don't mind blacks, you know, I have a few black friends. I don't mind them being around. I have Blacks for Trump uh, initiative, I, you know, whatever that looks like. Because again, just doing something, like not killing us, not like consciously excluding us is noble behavior. 
in comparison to the rest of the space. And I think it just sucks that it's so much work that has to be done on the hearts of people to then posture them, to then put in policy, to then put in things that are going to change the scope. But it's like, how do you even get there when you don't see, you don't honor this person's humanity? I was on a trip to uh, Colorado recently. We talked about it in the beginning of the episode. Um, and my friend was talking about, I forgot what the question we had on the table was, but we were talking about um, kind of like what is holding us back just from being our best selves. And he was saying um, the fear of honoring my humanity, because if I mm. honor my humanity, it will tell me that I'm, I'm more like other people than I want to admit. Mm. And I think for a lot of us who want to be individual so bad and want to be a star so bad and want to be stellar so bad, I think if you really took a second to step back, you realize you were saying you are a lot like everybody else. You have emotions like everybody else. You got fear like everybody else. You, you have self-doubt, mm. all those kind of things. And likewise to the human race, I think a lot of white people especially have a fear. And even these blacks who are caping for white people have this fear of when you really, really settle in. Because I don't think they're they're amb- they're, um, they're uh, oblivious to this reality, the black for Trump's people. I think they're afraid of, again, honoring their humanity. Because when, when they're really all said and done, I'm a black man, I'm a black woman in this space. Down. And it's not going to change because I'm close to you guys. Likewise, the straightness. Mm. You can be the most masculine queer in the world, baby girl. Mm-hmm. I promise you can. You can give us butch all day long. Love the love the baggy jeans. Love the temp fade. Love the I don't be with the gay stuff. Love the you don't know what the LGBTQ stands for. Love that for your girl. <laughs> Trust me. You're still going to be their gay friend. I promise you. It's not mm-hmm. going to change, baby. Mm-hmm. I know you think it will. I know you think like in sports and giving she bad. and I would if I could. I know. I know, girl. I get it. I get it, sis. <laughs> You're still their gay friend. No matter what, ha- you're going to be their gay friend. And likewise, I'm like, you can, you can, I don't even, I don't listen to two chains. Two chains? What is this? I thought that was, I thought that was jewelry. Like, I get it. <laughs> you're still going to be the black friend, baby. I'm, I hate to, to be the bearer of bad news, but that's how it's going to go down. When, this is going to be real short. That's fine. When do we get comfortable with being called blacks, number one? And why are we associating our blackness with the support of someone who does not support blackness? I don't understand why they couldn't have just gone out and been like, for Trump. You know what I'm saying? If you want to support Trump, cool. But why are we using our blackness to support this man? I don't get it. Yeah, like, it's like we are not weaponizing our blackness. We are creating a fort out of our blackness Mm. for somebody that does not support blackness. That actually would tell the good people in South Carolina to run you over again with their car. Maybe 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 they wanted some community. I don't I can't just be a Trump supporter. I need to make you feel like it's a bunch of us. We do not so, support you. <laughs> but I need to make you feel like we do. I wanna I'm glad you brought that up and I wanted to ask this question, but let me first talk a little bit about Harrison Floyd. Harrison Floyd is the black person that was arrested with the rest of Trump's cohort of people. Harrison Floyd is a former Marine, a mixed martial arts fighter. He was also arrested in Maryland in May for assaulting two FBI agents who served him a subpoena. He even reportedly said to the agents that the agents were lucky he didn't have a gun on him because Mm. he would have shot them. Mm. It's the audacity. It is the nerve and the verve that is encouraged within you when you align yourself with Trump. I don't know. Maybe I get the appeal. I would never tell FBI agents I would shoot them, but that's my business. The exact details of the subpoena have not been released, but a lot of the legal work around that time had to do with the insurrection, so it has to. This likely has something to do with that. Floyd was the only arrested who didn't have a prearranged bond because he reportedly could not afford a private lawyer. He did not qualify for a public defender. Most likely, 
Everybody, hold on to your horses. <laughs> Most likely because there are certain income parameters for public defenders. Because it's a joke. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And he did not want to take his family into debt for this. Imagine working for a billionaire and not being able to afford bond. <laughs> but also not having the billionaire bail you out when you were arrested for work when you were arrested for working with him. So with all this information, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about something and I've been trying to find my words for it, but Blacks for Trump existed. Whatever. But do we think they are corralling around Harrison Floyd in the name of blackness. Like, it is a trait. I watched this comedian when the fate on the water happened. I don't know if I said it here, so I'll be repeating it again. But he basically said, there's no white male solidarity. There's no white people solidarity. If a black person is undergoing something traumatic or crazy in public, black people come to their aid off the strength of black. White folks will see somebody going through something and be like, whew, not me. Let me grab my kids and get up out of here. And so I wonder, while it may be misled, it may be misled, it may be misinformed, it may be poorly motivated, do we think that these black people tapped into that trait but are using it for evil? (laughs) Evil is crazy. (laughs) I mean, do you hear what I'm trying to say? Yes. I do. I think it's kind of like the person who was talking real big and they getting beat up. And so you kind of like, mm, but come on, girl, like you break it up in the strength <laughs> of like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have to be there for you because to your point, I, I follow that logic the entire way through. I think it does make sense that we as black people use, but I think that's marginalized groups in general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you tend to understand the collective experience of, and therefore you come in savior of. But I think in this space, I was laughing and I'm still holding back laughter because it's no way I'm the director of black people for Trump and I'm broke. I'm not directing nothing. Like, I'm sitting there chilling because I can't afford to do things. That is insane. <laughs> and to yes, that is hilarious, but also on the other side of it, you know, using the characteristics of blackness for evil, this man found himself in a very black situation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He cannot afford a private lawyer. He cannot qualify for a public defender. He is sit he's a sitting he duck sit here. and like, has no community. And so here are these blacks for Trump who are there for Trump, but I just wonder, is it also like a we're here for you, man. We got to stick in this together. Give me the voice one more time. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you, man. Do y'all man. watch... Um, do y'all used to watch Key and Peele? No. Uh-uh. No? Okay, I'm going to explain the reference for those of our audience members back home who mm-hmm. understand if you get it, you get it, and I'll show you guys after. Mm-hmm. But there's an episode where they started out talking about what a black Republican would look like. He wears khakis, Mm. he wears a burgundy shirt and um, a leather coat over. However, the point of it was you had this um, one black guy and his little, like basically he's preppy, he's giving like 44 year old dad who Mm -hmm. just always is standing up for whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the episode, eventually there's like a militia of them all in the khaki pants, 
all with the corny dad jokes, all doing things. And I bring that up to say that to me, this was not that moment of, all right, man, all right, man, let's go get you. It wasn't that. But it was that there does exist in our communities these people that want to be different, these people that do not want to be associated with blackness, which is weird because if you didn't want to be associated with blackness, you wouldn't call it blacks for Trump. Um, You would have just called it something else. Um, But there are those people that feel these same ways that because I've been to Florida, you know, I've spoken about it a couple times. I've gone to Florida to see my family and those people exist in my family where I told you one of my family members said, I wish all of America was Florida because we're doing the right things by each other. So that's all this is, is that Harrison's people found him. Unfortunately, have they put like a crowdfunding together or like something like that for him? Do we know? Who cares? Um, I think, <laughs> but no, I think, I think that, again, creating a collective based on a, a, a marginalized group isn't new. Right. We see, and I think you can either do that in the name of good or do that in the name of goofy. Right. And I okay. think that is a that's great. Do you know what I mean? I think this is what's happening here because you think about like LGBTQ plus group. Right. Like that's the collective for queer people. Right. And this in the name of good. We're trying to make sure that we have some place to go to a safe space. Mm-hmm. And there are people like the little whatever this is who band together to exclude other people, which isn't necessarily the motive. But. Yeah, I mean it's goofy. He he, he looks goofy. He looks goofy. Um, um, you know, hey, buddy. That's know. a great point though, because we just talked about that last year, last episode, mm-hmm. where the alliance what was that thing called, the alliance between um, American Alliance for Equality, something like that. But that group was literally put together, not recognizing that one of the main people in the group were disenfranchising their own people. Goofy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nothing new. What's up? Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's talk about why there might be. We know why there shouldn't be blacks for Trump. So let's talk about why there might be blacks for Trump. Now I'm going to read these policies. These are things that Trump has done or did when he was in office mm-hmm. to placate the black community. And interestingly enough, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to preempt this, but basically Trump did a good enough job at doing things that actually affected us to help us systemically while simultaneously curbing social attitudes against black Americans still leaving us victim vulnerable to violent attacks so mm-hmm. here's what he did with criminal justice in 2018 he signed into law the first step act which was a bipartisan effort to improve criminal justice outcomes as well as to reduce the size of federal prison the federal prison population while also creating mechanisms to maintain public safety Political reports that the Justice Department announced in 2019 that the First Step Act would release more than 3,100 federal prison inmates and said its retroactive sentencing reform had led to nearly 1,700 sentence reductions. The sentencing project said in 2019 that black Americans made up 91% of everyone's receiving reductions. Small step in the right direction for a country with a bad history, their prison industrial complex. Something you did for black unemployment. 
Political reports that under Trump's presidency, the black unemployment rate steadily improved, dropping to 5.4% at its bottom in August 2019, compared to 7.5% when Trump took office in January 2017. But that achievement is at is attributable to economic growth that was already revving when Trump took office, most economists say. Opportunity zones. According to the IRS, opportunity zones are an economic development tool that allows people to invest in distressed areas in the United States. In simple terms, they're supposed to incentivize investors to invest in low-income areas to drive economic growth and job opportunities. And Politico says the vast majority of opportunity zone capital appears to be growing, going into real estate rather than operating businesses, meaning that the opportunity zones aren't creating sustainable long-term jobs. Mm. This is something Vice President Pence mentioned in a campaign stop back in 2020. Um, so these are just some of the things that he purported to do for black Americans and some things that were effectual, some things that were not. But, yeah, what do you think about that? Like, these are, my opinion, these are the talking points. This is the material. This is where people go to when they say Trump has done more for black people than any other president. I think that. Trump has, he's a genius marketer. That's what I think. And I think that if people understood the way target audiences worked, they would get like my favorite thing to say, how you do one thing is how you do everything. The same way that he targeted a demographic of his own race that just call it what it was. Y'all don't read. Y'all don't understand how politics work. You don't know um, the different branches of your government. You don't know what the president does different than what um, the vice president or even just your representatives in your areas. You don't know. And so it's easy for someone to say something to you like, look, look at how much I've done for you, blah, blah, blah. Because you would never do the research to learn that this would have happened for you anyway, or this was not done for you. This was done for someone else. And luckily, you've reaped some results. Congratulations. Trump didn't do anything for black people. He didn't sit there and he didn't do anything for white people he's not a person that is sitting down and saying i'm trying to advance this or that person that man is about his money and whatever is going to make him the most money is the decision that he's going to make and the fact that it just further goes to my point of the fact that you've created an organization using your blackness to support a person that could care less about your blackness actually sees your blackness as a vulnerability that he can use to level up even more financially is really laughable and sad and embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for us because regardless of whether I want to admit it or not, regardless of whether or not I agree with you, I'm black like you're black and we're a part of each other and I'm really embarrassed. Anything for you, Frank? <laughs> True. I mean, tokenism is embarrassing. Point blank, period. And we talked about this a little bit when Hope was on, and we were talking about one of the tokens in, in I was supposed to say Jasmine, Jess's camp, who is often used to make harmful things okay. Mm-hmm. But tokenism on its head is something that is supposed to feign progression without actually progressing it is choosing people who will toe the line who look like a group of people who have been historically marginalized or unhappy or disservice to 
appear as if something's being done about it or they, they've adopted someone to be a spokesperson for the issues with no actual plan to take anything into effect. When we think about Trump's fight for the black vote, he mastered the auto tokenism and people like Harrison Floyd, groups like Blacks for Trump, but also Ben Carson and Candace Owens. And while he didn't, I don't recall any direct linkages um, or support between him and what's that man's name that's on the Supreme Court? Talking about Clarence. Clarence. Clarence, Clarence is the tokenist mm-hmm. of all tokens. And like, who's using you? That billionaire that's flying you out and paying for your mama's house? Sure. But this is why it's a problem. Tokenism is embarrassing, but it is also violent. Correct. Yeah. Dangerous. Especially given the social climate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of the stuff is. Even even think about policy, I think policy is important, but there's so many other nuances to what people do for community. And not to be for nothing and not to be like super whatever, but like, Barack Obama being in office did a lot for the black community. Just him, be, just a black person being in office, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, what I'm saying just from representation alone. And I get it; like that's not a thing that you do per se, being black. But again, that because of the way in which the social climate is set up, simply being a black person in spaces does help the the community. It just is what it is, and it's and a lot of that is kind of what Lena you were hinting at earlier. Like that's how the, you guys are set up. You guys, that's how, that's how you guys set up society. And then to police people who are maneuvering in a society that you set up like this is wild to me. Like you set up capitalism to to be this way. You set up the the, the racial climate to be this way. You set up, and when people use it to their advantage, or when people are like benefiting from that, or when it helps a community of people, it's like now it's a problem. But again, like we need wins. We're, we didn't marginalize ourselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't say, you know what, guys, treat us bad so we can use people to, like, elevate us or so we can need people to be in these spaces. Likewise, how tokenism exists, to be honest, mm-hmm. right? Because of the, margin, the marginalization of us is why tokenism exists. You can Correct. go over there and, and patron and be this person who's like, yeah, I'm one of the, yeah, you're right to say, yeah, I don't say either. I hate chicken, especially when it's fried. What is hot sauce? Watermelon. Like, you know. Especially when it's fried, it's crazy. Like, you know, like, that's why that exists you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because of how you set us up in that way and so it's like and and also either reverse doesn't exist when white folks come in black spaces are acting whatever we are annoyed get mm-hmm. away from me please mm-hmm. be you girl we I don't don't come in here being down move it but i think again the, it works in reverse because of the way which society has been set up it's just stupid to me and goofy mm-hmm. but bottom can, line like- I just, can we understand also that politics is a band-aid solution to society? It's not supposed to be the thing that just magically changes everything. And we just put way too much on it, I feel. I do understand that these policies affect our daily lives, but we're just not involved in the way, like we're worried about the wrong things a lot of the times. There's so many things on local levels that we have to pay attention to so that it does not get to these grand levels. And instead of you using your black time to do something on your local level, you've decided that you know what makes sense? Let me go ahead and make a sign that says blacks for Trump. And let me stand outside of the jailhouse to get somebody out who has more money than maybe the generation, the whole generation of my family has made in a lifetime and will continue to do so. He's going to be good. His family is going to be good. And beyond them just being good, I'm not... It's rumored that these groups of people were paid to be out there, oh, to man. have signs and whatever. But there's there's no amount of money that's going to get me to stand outside for somebody who can pay for themselves to get out if they were able to do that. But also there's no amount of money that's going to have me stand outside 
<laughs> and support someone who played into great replacement theories, who played into racist ideology, who prayed, who played into good old boy mentality mm-hmm. and actually said, alluded to go forth and do what you have to do. Yeah. I'm not standing outside for someone for no amount of money. I'm not standing outside for nobody for free. Amen. Who has made walking around, driving around my hometown dangerous for me. Hmm. But there are people who will. A lot of people actually. Because they think that they are outside of the scope that or because money is really important to them and i mean but again like we even how we value money in this country again is, has been given to us that was the thing that people like created this idea that money is important and is above all everything else and it's and but again which is why i say again policing how people are maneuvering in the society that other people created is insane to me like you set it up this way even likewise you saying the band-aid thing right like mm-hmm. you have put people who are again in marginalized groups who don't have time to take off to go vote who don't have time to devote to even figuring out what a policy means, like who are who are set inside to have to feed families by them, you know, all those kind of things that come into play that in, infiltrate or interrupt people's um, space and room to even navigate outside of their own survival, and then policing people for surviving, and then get mad when, when people don't survive and we all get an uproar about it. It's just really, really insane to me. I think it's very insensitive. I think it's very hurtful. I think it's very dangerous. Because again, there's so many people who just don't have the time and not don't have the time by accident, don't have the time on purpose. Mm-hmm. It was created that way. Mm-hmm. We need you to not have the time. Because if you had the time, we've already seen what you can do with your mind. Mm-hmm. If we give you time with that mind, mm. oof. So it's, mm-hmm. it's imperative that we maintain the suppression of your time and space. So we're gonna keep doing what we have to do to suppress that energy, suppress your gifts, suppress your time, suppress your joy, suppress suppress um, you, the opportunity of seeing yourself in media because we've also seen what that looks like for blacks. When we see, the more they see themselves, the more they can be. So again, we're, and so to your point earlier about the whole like not doing anything in favor of us, we're seeing that in so many cases where we see that like one speck of black to fulfill this quota, right? We see it in fashion, we see it in media, we see it in all TV. Mm-hmm. We're gonna drop some queers in a show. Mm-hmm. Who cares how? Like. Hey, you kiss him real quick, sweetie. <laughs> and it gives that. Tell him I kiss him real quick. <laughs> that's what it gives. Oh, every time. And now they're going to That's they're what gonna, power was. I'm that's sorry. What, but... That's what most shows are. Listen, mm. just kiss, come on, kiss a boy real quick. Somebody, hey, listen, writer's room. Somebody got to kiss the same gender, okay? Y'all cool with being a girl or a guy? Which one y'all thinking? <laughs> okay, cool. Well, listen, girl, you cool with kissing, sweetie? Only one time. It's going to be really, really suggestive. We ain't got to do too much now. Come on, we're going to put it in. Because to your there. point. We don't even have to get on power, but I really did enjoy it. But he's not even gay in real life. I think he has, he might be married. This one of the main characters, mm-hmm. Drew. Mm-hmm. Wow. How well, many, how many characters were y'all gay? And it life? made no sense for, for Drew to be gay. It didn't. That wasn't a real narrative. That wasn't real. You don't think it's gangsters in the street like that? I do. I, I definitely think it's gangsters <laughs> in the street, and I think Drew's character is not one of them. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's they show. That's the show. It was it was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. Did want to say, <laughs> I, I did want to say that maybe as you bring up the rumor of this possibly being a funded campaign, mm-hmm. very on brand for Trump because I hate to bring up our good sis because at the end of the day everybody makes mistakes and she's already spoken about it. Chrisette Michelle. Oh, I thought she was gonna talk about Candace Owens. It's like she admitted to making a st- mistake because <laughs> somebody is paying that woman. Somebody is paying like. I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I said it to everyone I've had a chance to say it to. If you watch Dear White People, the movie, that Tessa Thompson's character, actually, I don't know where it was at, but essentially there was a Candace Owens figure being played. And she met mm-hmm. backstage with the campus, like, fight the power girl. Oh, mm-hmm. And they had this conversation. She was like, girl, 
we're doing the same thing. I remember one that. of us is making a bag and one isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, that's what Candace is doing. She don't believe shit she talking about. She just is trying her best to be contrarian at all times and say the worst thing possible because somebody's, she, she, I think she's running for office in Tennessee. But there's, there's rubric in every community. Let's not forget that. I think we mm-hmm. need to keep that in mind. There's rubric in every community. Correct. There's rubric in every community. And I think people tend to forget. There's rubric in every community. Like, hear me clearly. There's rubric in every community. Tell them what you mean. And there's, no, what I mean by rubric is there's a way to portray straightness to, mm-hmm. for gain. There's a way to portray blackness for gain. There's a way to portray whiteness for gain. There's a way to portray uh, to, to portray a Republican for gain. There's just a way to portray these things for gain. And people, I think people think that, oh, like, she randomly kind of became this thing or this person randomly said this thing or this person just happened to be. Sweetie, there's a rubric for all of this. And I think I think the, the we just pray and hope that you have enough consciousness to not fall victim to rubrics and not sign up to be part of these little, like, templated templated um, 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 social settings or social uh, structures rather because I think for so many of us and I, I, I keep bringing it to the queer space just because I mean I'm queer but like we have seen it time and time again the the not contrarian but the agreeable gay guy gets in these spaces so I'm gonna be the agreeable gay guy right like I'm well, I'm gay I don't even mind I hate seeing people who wearing lipstick I hate seeing guys in heels I hate seeing guys like you know and again because I know that rubric is gonna serve me well I get to be mm-hmm. in these spaces they're gonna invite me out I get to be on podcasts at the podcast they're gonna when they need somebody to call on like a Candace when, when I need a black person to affirm my whiteness I'm gonna call my sis Candace why not because mm-hmm. I know if she anybody's gonna it. do it you're gonna do it and she also knows there's a bag in that mm-hmm. the rubric she's gonna do it good guaranteed I wonder will she ever drop a book and be like, I became a Absolutely billionaire. Not. She's NDA'd up. Snatching y'all's money. Huh? My stuff, I barely believe, but I went with it, girl. And now I'm a billionaire. Damn. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Some way along the way, though, a lot of people who I even know have gotten bags off of just not okay things, they begin to believe that stuff. Mm. What do you mean? Hello? What? Hello? Yeah. They begin what are you to talking about? believe that stuff. When you begin? They believe that stuff. They're believing it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? I have a couple channel with my wife, and I have a boyfriend. Damn. I'm in it. Damn. We're together forever. Now Love I'm out and I'm surprised. Yeah. What? I'm surprised. What do you mean? I'm what? I like guys. How? <gasps> Who said? What do you mean? I'm married. I've got like, kids. Oh, like I'm not white. In the jail cell, buddy's coming to the, the, the realization right now. I'm not white. Mm. He thought he was white for a second. He was like, I'm about to, cut, I'm about to hit the FBI. I'm going to say, I'm going to shoot you. He was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not white, huh? Oops. And now it's, I'm going to get you. Uncle Ruckus is real. Every week. I'm like, nah, y'all, this was a real character based on real people. What are you talking about, Gary? I'm kind of sad we got derailed from the, the Chrisette Michelle conversation, even though I derailed it. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Trump mm -hmm, has offered bags. One thing I did not know is that literally giving people money is not new to him in any fashion or form. Because in 2020, some of his allied groups were giving out cash handouts in black communities. One event took place in Cleveland where people drew tickets for cash prizes. And he got away with it because it was under organized under a charitable organization, the Urban Revitalization Coalition. I need y'all to stop using good words for bad mm. intent. They won't. Mm. No, they won't. No. I need y'all to stop reappropriating words 
that are meant to be good and playing in our faces like you have plans to be good when you're evil motherfuckers. Y'all are Lex Luthor out here. I'm trying to think of super villains that really, but I'm the only superhero girly here at this table, so I'm by, I'm by myself in that. So I'll think about it and I'll come back with some more. But I think actually having to do, I was gonna say it's new, but I don't even know if that's even set in stone yet. I think we are a lot, I think we are very comfortable with just talking. You know what I mean? Like I think, like I used to always, my, my dad used to always say, so it made me always say that to be a good person, you have to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't think people always think of it in that reality. Because we just said something downstairs. You got to go out your way to be good in this world. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, I say. That means you have to want to be a good person yeah. to be a good person. But mm-hmm. literally, but we have never really required good people to be Whew. good people. So Even right think about there. the thing about yeah, a couple episodes ago, and I'm glad we can say that, guys. We're, it's giving consistency, but Ew. but we were talking about O'Shea and you know the guy who who murdered him, and mm-hmm. people kind of said oh, he was a, he's such a good person. It's like, well, mm. no, like was he though? No, like in order to be a good person, you got to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, under, I would, I'm under the impression that murdering somebody. You know, for being queer or being perceivably queer, mm, probably kind of like scratches that good stuff off the, off off the marker. But again, I think we just are in a space where we haven't really required people to even put their money where not their money literally, right? But put their money where their mouth is in a sense, right? Like, like are you really doing what you say you're doing, or does it just sound cute? Likewise, the uniform. I think a lot of people are just wearing the uniform. We're wearing the heeled uniform. I think we talked about this on FemTime before. I think my first FemTime rather, maybe first early on in me joining the FemTime space, like I was saying that I was. I didn't want to wear the healed uniform. Mm. I wanted to really be healed. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us are wearing the uniform of things. And because we are under the impression that no one's going to actually require me to be healed, I can just keep wearing this uniform and be okay. But we're seeing that that's not going to work for real, for real, because the goodness is not going to come from a person who's not trying to be good. If money changes, because we got to think about our economy, right? If these people, if we were to find out these people are in bad situations, this person came in and offered them some money that could, you know, help them not get evicted or whatever the case was, would we feel different about Blacks for Trump? No, I wouldn't. What about you? You got to repeat the question. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where my If you found is out that the people who are part of this Blacks for Trump organization were people who were, you know, they were targeted, people who were in maybe losing their home or whatever mm-hmm. it was and they were given money to be a part of this would you look at the situation differently i unfortunately would have to hmm. I'm not. i would have to because black people are in a real bad catch-22 that we did not create and that we fall victim to left and right. No, that's real. And I think about something like that, and something that's been in the back of my head this whole episode, black people being used for America's political gain in either direction, but just how many times enslaved people fought in wars for this country under the pretense they would become free and were abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Left to new devices, old devices, back where they started, lost family in a way they wouldn't have lost family already because the system was already set up for us to not have sturdy and stable community. Black people, Solomon Northup, trusting white people to get ahead for his family to be sold into slavery for 12 Mm -hmm. years, nobody he could trust. Unfortunately, 
I'm of the camp that I'm not going to blame black people for situations they did not create. And seldom do we create any. Yes, we have choices. And so I don't know if that's to your point. Everybody has a choice, Mm -hmm. but we don't know if they were offered more than one choice or their other choices were clear in -hmm. a situation where they might have been targeted. Or other choices were real or tangible or accessible if I'm being targeted. We're giving a lot of grace. So this is a super hypothetical situation Mm -hmm. because I don't think it'll ever be that serious, that deep, but I won't put nothing past nobody. Mm -hmm. Fair. I think I'm I think I'm saying no because you are a part of a bigger collective that needs you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we don't have the luxury. I think as a black community, we don't have the luxury of thinking about self often. We just don't. Mm-hmm. Likewise, likewise, even the subsets of the black community, me as a gay person, there are opportunities that I could do that could be benefit to Obio, but is it going to benefit the person beside me and behind me? Maybe not. And so mm-hmm. I have to be mindful of that. And so likewise, to the point, I get it. Like maybe your family needs some food, blah, blah, blah. But the person you're supporting, what is that going to do for so many more families? Like, what is that mm-hmm. going to do? So, so mm-hmm. my mind is just like, I think we got to sometimes, like Martin Luther King, and it'd be super like cheesy, right? But like, I may not get there with you, mm-hmm. right? But you're going to get there. I think for me, I constantly think about how mindful my ancestors were of me. Yeah. And that's the other thing about it because. Because <laughs> what? Because <laughs> what? I say I would feel differently because the attitude I have about it would change. Would my perspective on it changed? No. Mm. Do I still think you made the wrong decision? Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we had so many more people willing to die because their lifestyle, their circumstances necessitated that type of strength and focus. We have become Mm -hmm. such an individualized community with individualized Mm -hmm. problems that we do not have the communal luxury of knocking on doors and people telling you, if you do this with me, I've got your back. Because we don't. We've been like we've been systemically separated in that way Mm -hmm. that part of our community has been broken down. And I remember talking about this when I was a high school teacher and kids would ask, oh, could we do the civil rights movement again? No, Mm. no, we could not, because there's just such a lack of community today that is willing to put their lives on the line, because that's what you got to recognize is the difference. We don't have scenarios anymore. And that's how they got smart. They changed the way they did. Racism has never left. It has only morphed. It has only transformed. It has only been reconstructed. And so they've changed the way they've enacted racism so that it is no longer apparently life and death for us. Mm-hmm. It is no longer my kids are afraid to or my kids can't walk home because they'll be terrorized by young boys in a clan who don't have any responsibilities or consequences for their actions. Like my wife cannot walk home from her job cleaning white folks' homes because she's beautiful and she could be taken advantage of. We don't have the same type of consequences or results of racism anymore that will require us to be like, we're not going to stand for this anymore. Which is wild in some regard. You know what I mean? Like, my dad, my dad used to say, come on, dad, I'm calling you a lot this episode. What's up, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, but he used to say the biggest incentive to work is the fear of poverty. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, but if you don't fear poverty, which is why we see a lot of people say, like, like Courtney Kardashian, she's like, I just, you guys like to work. I just don't want to work. That's mm-hmm. just not my thing. And you can say that in a way that I can't. Mm-hmm. And I think, likewise, what you were talking about essentially is like, and even Pastor said this two Sundays ago, it was talking about crisis Christianity when you and I were in church together, Sim. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about like, like, you have to be in a crisis to go to God. And it's like, do you go to God with that same vigor? Do you go to God with that same energy when you're not in a crisis, right? When things are going well. And likewise, to your point, Lene, it's like, because there isn't the clan chasing you home, because there isn't segregated bathrooms, because there isn't like the 
the lack of opportunity to make any amount of money. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't seem as mighty. The will or the or the fire for it has gone down, and I think although it doesn't seem as mighty first, I think there can be a resurgence, which we don't understand is a really real reality in terms of like things taking backward steps, right? Mm-hmm. Like your rights can be revoked, like things mm-hmm. can like th- th- that's a real reality that can happen. Mm-hmm. I think it just feels far fetched because and it shouldn't because it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, in your mind, my, 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 even when policy changes, I think because we feel so small in the world. Your lifestyle may not change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I, my day to day still feels the exact same. Mm-hmm. Whether policy changes, whether this happens, blah, blah blah. I still feel like my little world that I built has not been adjusted in any way. Mm-hmm. Even like why? So um, what happened in 2008? What was it called? 2008 money. We lost it. Recession. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> not us playing. Um, what's that game where you have to guess the word? Charades? Yeah, or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Taboo. <laughs> Taboo. Yeah. You, oh right, it was like we lost it, money, but, <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying. Some people's lifestyles did not change, so you kind of like you know blah 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 blah. But same with lifestyles changed in a major way. You lost homes, you did mm-hmm, the things, so mm-hmm. it, again it became a different experience for you. But but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it is really tough to think that you have to like. I, and I'll show about this. I had a conversation this morning about language, and I was talking about how like you know you you know um, people the word midget is not kind to say they would mm-hmm. be referred to as little people um you know uh, uh sis isn't a slur like all these mm-hmm. terms mm-hmm. and the conversation kind of is like why is this such a necessary thing blah blah and i was like i think people are under the impression that because it don't affect you mm-hmm. it don't affect you you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's I like and so it's like there's so many people who are under this impression that again that's outside of my scope i'm not i'm not in it my name is bennett and they just don't really care enough to care but it's mm-hmm. gonna again all these things come Nobody's back. Nobody's name is Bennett. We're it, all in it. But literally, <laughs> and I think people don't get how true that is. Like the lack of my rights is the lack of your rights. Real talk, like not mm-hmm. even being funny or being like super political or super like fight the power, but like really real reality, dude. And I think people just under this impression as long as my money's good and I'm cool and I can say what I want to say in my little world, boom. Right. But that's not how that works. I just want to say this real quick and then I too will shut up. <laughs> Because the reason that I asked the question, and you brought up the the exact point that I wanted to get into, Lene, about wars, if we bring this back to the Civil War, for example, we had so many black people that fought, you know, for a little bit of something, mm-hmm. when the reality of the situation was, it's not, the North was just like, y'all hogging all the slaves. Let them come work for us up here, too, so we can make some money. That's not fair. It wasn't like they were like, this is wrong. We these people deserve rights. Nobody and ever said to be this is wrong. Treated like humans, or they deserve to be have rights or be treated like humans. Nobody that ever said that. That was not the war, guys. <laughs> the war was not about freeing black people. It was about spreading the use of them mm-hmm. so that they could Oof. be a part of the economy more, and more people than just the southerners could make money. So if we were on the outside looking in in that situation, we would look at that the same way that we're looking at blacks for Trump right now, like. This is, I don't know if this is the right decision, but, and I don't even want to say that we would look at it the same way, but I am saying that it is a similar sentiment of trying to be a part of something because you think that it'll get you a little bit of a step further. And it just also expresses for me why we really need to, our history is so important right now. And I hope that parents, especially listening, understand that we have to be teaching our history. A lot of times when you're speaking to people who are anti-black, black people, they don't know about their history. They don't know about these things that have happened that affect us today. They don't understand like the intricate details about policy and some laws that are being cut out right now because we're 
being set up to be put in disenfranchised spaces all over again. Like, I think that there are so many black people that may be trying to get a bag or maybe trying to get themselves closer to what they think of as success, which is also what they see as whiteness, not understanding like you are doing yourself in a disadvantage. It's not going to look in the end like what you think it's going to look like. It's just not. There's a bigger situation that we need to work with right now. And y'all really got to get clear about how we got to this country. This is not sweet. And then I'll shut up. I don't got nothing. Y'all said it all. Well, thanks for coming, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Is there a heart? Is there a heart in the house tonight? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> this is this part for me.